Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to a special edition of the Eagle Eye Podcast. It is the Campeones Cup edition, dedicated to bring you up to date and get you ready for all things in regards to tomorrow's or today's game, depending on which uh, which day you're listening to, in regards to the match between Atlanta United and Club America. Along with me, I'm joined by everyone's favorite cowboy, Dylan Jimenez. Dylan, how are we? Doing good, man. Just ready to get this started. Talk about Campeones Cup. Alrighty, and joining us today to help us cover this match is Atlanta United fan and expert, Mr. Tim, from the Before Dark, be- Home Before Dark podcast. Excuse me for butchering that. Uh, thanks for coming on to the pod, man. Hey, thanks for reaching out. I really appreciate it. This is uh, this is interesting, especially uh, leading into tomorrow. I think. Uh, I don't have a whole lot of uh, insight as to what's going to happen, uh, but it should be interesting. I think that's what kind of uh, is, is the real special thing about these kind of competitions. And, you know, some people will say it's a glorified friendly, but it, it does give us this opportunity to, you know, uh, collide into two different worlds, you know, MLS and Liga MX and, you know, between two two really big clubs like, you know, Atlanta United is and Club America. So, yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, you know, for us in, in the States, at least for me anyway, I honestly haven't kept up a ton with Liga Mackeys. I mean, I know from growing up and in, in watching certain certain games between Club America and Cruz Azul and, and Monterey and, and Tigres and but never really kept up that that much with No, yeah, definitely, definitely. And I think, you know, with incorporation of Leagues Cup now, so you you you're definitely seeing a whole bunch oh, no, not Leagues Cup, was it League Nation? I can't remember the name. It's League's Cup, right, Dylan? Yes, League's Cup. Yeah, so it's it's uh, like you said, definitely a foreshadowing of what most likely is to come within these two powerhouses in in North American soccer. So should be interesting to see. So uh, let's just dive into this, gentlemen. Let's give these people a, uh, a preview of this upcoming match. Atlanta United will be hosting Club America in the second edition of the Campe- Campeones Cup, and uh, in. Like I, like I mentioned to you earlier, Tim and, and Dylan, it was, seems to be just a, a glorified friendly. I'm, I'm interested to hear what your guys what your guys' take is, especially you, Tim, on the MLS side of things and what Atlanta fans would, you know, how you guys are, are approaching this game and really the mental aspect of it in, in regards to how important is this game and what you guys think of the competition overall. Well, I think from the Atlanta United side, it's it's interesting because it is another chance at silverware. I think above all else, I think you sometimes have to think about that. I, I know, like you said, it's being mentioned as a glorified friendly, but I mean, I think any competition, I, we've seen it in Atlanta. We've hosted Club America games before here. Friendlies, um, I mean, in the past, I think two years, we've had Club America play. There's, I don't think there is a friendly whenever they're involved, right? I mean, I think it's safe to say whenever the fans come out, it's it's going to be pretty ruckus. I think there's a huge contingent of Club America fans in Atlanta and I think that's something that both the Atlanta fan base have to contend with and also the front office and the, and the team. And um, that chance at another piece of silverware, it's uh, it, to me, you know, we talked about it last night on our show and we kind of said maybe it's not the most important thing. But the more I think about it, this is only what the second Campeones Cup. This is uh, I, I don't know it. The ability, I think, the ability to put silverware in the cabinet is, is huge, whatever it is, because 
two powerhouses, like you said. I mean, playing against Club America is it's kind of an honor for the two for the two to be meeting right now for us to be hosting Club America. Um, and sorry, uh, lost my train of thought, but it, it, it's 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 an honor for them to or for us to be able to host them and then to also be able to to be able to put a trophy on the line. I mean, at the end of the day, that's what it is. And and the more I'm seeing, I've seen a lot more people go towards that that train of thought and especially the players it seems like the players are ramped up for it too i don't know i'm sure you guys saw pd martinez's comments uh to felipe cardenas where he pretty much i don't know he's kind of drawing a line saying that club america has no chance at winning or that uh they're not gonna they're not gonna be able to beat Atlanta united i think i think it's cool that you're, you're having these players get the chance to play against each other because you know, they don't normally get that chance. And I think it's going to be exciting. It's going to be a lot more exciting than I think people were thinking at the beginning of the season, especially we're in the middle of the week between two league games um, and, and the run of form that we've been in, being, being able to get healthy. I think the fear in the people in the back of people's minds right now might be the fact that, you know, we've been dealing with injuries so much throughout the season, overexertion injuries, muscle injuries. And I think the fear might be if we, you know, overstretch our guys, especially Joseph Martinez coming off of that adductor, that adductor injury, hopefully not succumbing to that injury bug again during what, what you, as you call the glorified friendly. Um, but I personally am starting to think we should lay it all out on the line. Uh, and I think I'm seeing more people kind of go down that route. Interesting. You, you mentioned that it's a, Two complete different spectrums, and I think it's always been the case when when Liga Mekis and MLS kind of meet up and, and around the same time, it's always you know one is getting closer to the to the you know latter end of the season and the other one's starting to begin, uh, you know their campaign. So it, uh, it 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 sounds like you guys have a lot of things in common with us already. Uh, you talked about injuries, Dylan. What is the side, the perspective of America coming into this game? Obviously, you know us being Club America and you know that alone has its own. Uh, uh, you know, ha- has its, uh, you know, a little bit of uh, uh, criticism because of, you know, always needing to be at the top and always having to co- compete for everything. What do you think the the dynamic is coming into this game for, for Club America and Club America fans? I think you really piggyback off Tim a little bit, too. I mean, it's another chance to put silverware in the cabinet for, for this historic team that we, that we cover, Ivan, and, you know, being Elmas Grande and, and everything, but you know, we we go back to the sense of what you said. You know, you know, these two leagues get compared all the time. And can you imagine what the backlash would be and what we would get if we were to lose to this Atlanta United side? I mean, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, we talked about it too before. He said it. Well, you know, if it comes down to you know, what do we want in trophy cabinet at the end of the season? When yeah, we all agreed it's, it's the it's the Apertura in the end. But you know, this is a chance you know to prove uh, to some of the people that you know, hey, we deserve to be here. You know, we're we're playing against. Atlanta United, a team that uh, a lot of MLS experts are calling a powerhouse right now, especially in the way they're playing, especially with the, the signings they have made, especially when talking about, like what Tim said, with Benny Martinez, uh, uh, Jose Martinez, and a couple other players, too, that are on that squad because it's pretty stacked, and I think Christian would agree with me on that, too, if he was here with us. But, you know, I think it's one of those games where you go out and you have to pretty much almost lay it on the line, too, as well. Um, we're going out and getting a trophy. I mean, like we said, I mean, it's, it's not it's not the league at the end of the day, but, you know, it's another chance to put silverware in the cabinet. And I think all eyes are going to be on us, especially from the Liga Mekis side, because uh, especially with the people saying, like, MLS is closing in on, on Liga Mekis and everything. 
Definitely, definitely. And I think um, one of our players said it out perfectly, too, when they interviewed him today earlier, Nicolas Benedetti. Um, he said, you know, basically, uh, you know, a trophy is a trophy. Yeah, a chance at silverware is, is silverware. And, uh, you know, being being that you play for Copa America, the uh, expectation is always there for you to perform and for you to come out on top. So, yeah, there's definitely a lot of... Uh, uh, expectation there's going to be definitely a lot of eyes and the more we talk about this the more i see that both teams are coming into this are very similar situations i mean uh you know uh tim you you mentioned it that you know your guys's ambition is definitely the you know to win the league um but you guys are not riding this off so necessarily well especially it sounds like the players aren't either they want this just as much as uh just as much as the fans do and you know it sounds like they're they're willing to put it all on the line coming tomorrow yeah, I think so. And, and one of the things that, you know, might fuel that, too, is we have a pretty large Latin American contingent on this team between, you know, Justin Martinez from Venezuela and the, the whole host of Argentine players that we have on this team. I don't think there's I, I think that definitely will amp them up because there seems to be some sort of a rivalry and and some sort of uh, desire to. I don't know, to show their worth, especially I, I feel like Liga Mekis has been the big brother to, to MLS, especially the way that we have failed year in, year in, year out in CONCACAF Champions League. It's just another chance for MLS to say, you know, we're we're rising. We're not at that level yet. I definitely don't think we're at the level of Liga Mekis. You saw that at the beginning of the season, um, you know, when we got trounced by by Monterey. Granted, we were the first team to beat them this year. Um at the beginning of the year, but they've kind of fallen off at this point. But, um, and then, and then the way the other teams have, you know, kind of floundered against Liga Mekis. I think you mentioned the gap being closed. I don't know if it's that far. I think there's a whole conversation that could be had between, you know, the, the tra- transfer structure, the windows, the, the contracts, the designated players, salary caps, that sort of thing that until that is addressed in MLS, we're never really going to close that gap. But it, it Anyway, I, I think the players have feel like they have a chip on their shoulders in that regard, and they want to come out and win that uh, win that game against uh, Liga Mekis powerhouse. I did have a question for you. What is your guys' thoughts on Miguel Herrera saying uh, that Mercedes-Benz Stadium is the the best stadium in the world? Uh, well, uh, interesting. You'd you'd hope that he backed his own home stadium to be one of the well, one of the best. Yeah, right. You, in the world. you guys play <laughs> especially. <laughs> America plays in uh, LS Azteca. Yeah, yeah, definitely, especially with the history that's gone in that stadium. Um, but, uh, I, I think maybe he was trying to maybe talk about, because I mean, architecturally speaking, it's, it's, it's beautiful. Uh, you know, it's a really, really nice stadium. I mean, we've only seen it through TV and pictures and, you know, we're at, you know, we're amazed by it. And, you know, so, I, I mean, someone like you who, who goes there regularly, you, you can attest for, for what it, what it really truly is. Um, I don't know, Dylan, what, what, what's your take on that, that, you know, Piojo saying, you know, Mercedes is, uh, is the best. Yeah, it hurt, it hurt my heart a little bit, man. I didn't really like hearing. I didn't really like hearing that one. <laughs> he said, "Without a doubt." Uh, well, you know what? I, I will say that, and, and we'll talk about this a little bit maybe further into the preview. But um, the the only thing I'm not a big fan of is obviously the turf. Um. Oh yeah, absolutely. I I mean, and it really just uh, you know we get a lot of a lot of grief for sharing a stadium with the Falcons. You know, we have the same ownership, everything. Um, and that it just makes it easier on the team to to roll that in and be able to roll it out for events, for concerts, what have you. Yeah. It's a lot easier than managing the grass. I personally, I would love to see grass, but I'm 
I understand that perspective uh, of, you know, not liking it. But at the same time, I feel like it gives us an advantage sometimes the same way Costa Rica gets that advantage in CONCACAF. Um, maybe not. To, it's not as bad as that, I don't think. But um, but I, I, I would not mind seeing grass at some point, maybe down the line. But, yeah, I, I can agree with that. Definitely. And, you know, whenever you have Mercedes slapped in front, you know it's going to be good. Right? <laughs> yeah. And you're going to have... <laughs> Man, you guys know about the concessions and everything, right? You know, like the the whole experience is crazy. It's like end up with with a whole meal. You get a hot dog, a drink, and French fries for like six bucks. No, you're lying. No, 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 no. They even lowered the prices, so that was last year. (laughs) Yeah, and then they went to complete. They went completely cashless this year, and because of that, because of that quote unquote inconvenience of having to use your card or your phone to pay for it, they dropped some of the prices. So hot dogs are like a dollar eighty now. You you blowing my mind. <laughs> I don't yeah, even think you it, get it, no, that it's, prices it, in it, Mexico. Yeah. It's crazy because we go to other sporting events. We'll go to Braves games to go watch baseball, and it's for the price that you pay for a hot dog, you get a whole meal at Mercedes Benz, or you can get like a go to one of the nicer concession stands and get like an eight dollar uh, like nice sandwich or something like that. It's yeah, it's crazy. Dylan, are you hearing this? I'm gonna need to go for a, a Cowboys and Falcons game one day for this. <laughs> That is amazing. Well, I mean, uh, you guys are obviously doing something right in, in 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 that department as well. So I don't think I can even attest to that. I don't even know an LA Galaxy game. You don't even get that over here. Uh, there's no way you get a, a hot dog for that little bit. You'd be lucky to. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see if the rest of the we'll see if the rest of the league adopts it. But uh, I think that's that's one thing we can hold over everybody's head, even though we share a stadium with a with a football team. Well, that's true. That's definitely definitely true. Well. Um, interesting uh, to talk about what Piojo said, you guys' stadium, and, um, you know, just on the topic at hand, uh, let's, let's just jump into these teams and, and how they're coming into this. Uh, Dylan, we just came off a, uh, a very good uh, away victory against uh, Toluca in, in in the fourth jornada of the Liga Mekis, a game in which... Uh, Do you really want to say good, though? Yeah, that's where I was going. At. It, it, was, it was a good game. Because we came out with three points, in regards to how we played that game, definitely maybe didn't deserve all three of them, as we did get uh, that late goal on a counterattack due to Renato Ibarra's pace and finishing. Uh, and and besides that, you know, obviously coming off a, a, a big victory two weeks ago against Cholos at, at you know the Azteca. so you know the team looking to looking like they're picking up form, they're picking up points, they still haven't found that consistency that we've always been talking about. Uh, how do you see this team coming into this game against such a stacked Atlanta United side? And, you know, let's face it, we're away on the road, and, and that's also going to be difficult for this team. Well, you know, here's, here's the thing, too, you know, is how much have they adapt to the pitch. You know, you talked about that turf. We talked about that earlier, too. Is um, I think that's going to be a really big factor for this team and how that ball rolls and how the ball bounces um, and how, how quickly they, they had to adapt to it, too. Um, I think that's going to be a key factor in this game. Um, also, it's just it's just a matter of coming out and you know how does how does Piojo want to play play it out too? We've seen we've seen this side you know come out and you know we want it, we want them to start off aggressive and you know take the game to them. But you know it seems like they do that for five minutes and all of a sudden they just kind of like go the opposite way, turning 180, and all of a sudden the game's getting taken to us, and all of a sudden we're sitting on the brink on on the brakes of our heels, and you know sometimes we either we either concede one or like we barely scrape by and get lucky we haven't conceded one yet and so it, it 
it's just it's just it's just be kind of hard to really predict anything because sometimes this team is really consistent, especially in the first twenty minutes. Yeah, I think you you said it perfectly. Within those first twenty minutes, we'll get an idea exactly of what Club America we're gonna see. Um, and against like a side like this, Atlanta United, you really need them to start off strong, uh, which won't be easy, like you said, because it is you know having to adapt to the pitch, having to adapt to the you know to the environment, to kind of the nerves and everything. It'll be interesting to see how this team is able to cope with all of that and come into this game. Now, Tim, you guys are coming off three consecutive victories in the past three games. Uh, you know, going scoring some uh, phenomenal goals in the, in, in the past couple of games. How is Atlanta United going into this one? I, I think we're feeling a lot more confident. Um, I mean, in the past four home games, I think we've outscored our opponents 12-1. I think one of the things that's really helped i think it's it was actually probably by necessity where we switched formations to a three back we you know we went to three five two and right now we're playing with joseph and and, and pd up front kind of kind of staggered um injuries kind of led to that because we essentially had no left back at a certain point and that formation has ended up netting us a lot of success in the in the past few weeks i mean the only loss that we've had and in the last month has been to LAFC on the road in a game that we arguably should have performed. You know, we should have ended up coming out with some sort of result, whether that's a draw or a win. But um, I think we're feeling a lot better. I think that our back line um, has been, as I said, I mean, we've given up one goal at home um, in the past month. And it's been, it's been interesting because the past two years where we've been more of an offense first team, uh, we're still scoring a decent amount of goals right now, but our defense has been kind of the the benchmark for our success. I mean, as it goes, we go for the for these games, and and I think the fluidity we we got Ezekiel Barco back uh, two three weeks ago, four weeks ago, and as he's being reintegrated into the team, his play alongside he's kind of livened up PD Martinez, he's livened up Joseph. They're they're playing really well together. Uh, everybody's chemistry is starting to get in line and. Um, it's, it's been fun to watch, but I'm, I'm going to be honest. I'm, I'm in a little in the dark. I have not watched Club America play at all this year. So I don't know what to expect in terms of how they attack, whether or not a three back is going to be susceptible when we're pushing two guys up on the wings. Um, what do you guys think about that? How do you think that Club America is going to come and attack a team that most likely is going to be playing with three center backs? No, it's interesting because, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Dylan, but uh, against the Luca, the, there was three center backs at the beginning of that game, correct? Yes, I think so. I want to say so. So there were three center backs. Funny enough that we, you know, encountered a team that you know also had was running three center backs prior to this game. Um, but uh, you know, I was I, I caught I caught the last two games. Uh, I caught the game against the LA Galaxy and I caught the game against uh, New York City FC. And I can see that you guys, obviously, you guys are fast. And and one of your guys' main threats is definitely. The, how good and how well Joseph Martinez is able to beat the, the defenders and, and get in behind them. Um, and I think that's something that's going da- to be very dangerous to us. Uh, I think Dylan can attest to this. Our center back partnership just hasn't really been as solid as a lot of people would like to think. He, like you mentioned, there's moments in time where we just scrape on by due to a miraculous you know, save from our goalkeeper or just because you know, the uh, other team just wasn't able to put the ball into the back of the net. So I think in regards to you guys attacking, we should be a little bit worried and then we should definitely be on our on our toes uh, because you guys are quick and you guys will u- utilize that turf to your guys' advantage the best way possible. Um, in regards to how we can come out, I, Dylan, I think we, we could see um, 
we could see the old the old tactic, right? The give it to Renato Ibarra on the right wing and hope that he can, you know, out outrun a couple of defenders and maybe try to find someone in the box, no? You know, I was thinking the same thing, but I really hope it's not. But at this rate, especially with the lineup that we've already gotten, uh, it, it just seems like it's going towards that right now. Yeah. I mean, I, I would much prefer us to try to work our way down the middle and utilize the wings only when necessary, when we find that open space, which I would imagine we will do because, like you said, Tim, you guys do like to push up those fullbacks. So I can imagine Iwaruen and Renato Iwar having a field day if, when and if, you know, we uh, we utilize the space correctly. Um, I think another one of our, our, our better players coming into this game is Roger Martinez, someone who maybe isn't... Uh, who hasn't maybe been as loud in 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 the goals department, but creativity wise, the the way he's been playing, I think he is it says a lot about him. Now that he's had to take over the number nine role since uh, Nicolas Castillo has has gone down and and practically missed the the rest of the season for us. Uh, it it will be interesting to see who steps up to the plate for this team. Uh, yeah, I know you guys. Uh, you said Tim that you guys have been plagued with a couple of injuries. We've got. We've kind of been in the same boat, in the same situation. Won't have our full, you know, our full stars for this game due to injury. But I, I think we still, we still have enough to bring out a good competition. I don't know if any player that we've talked about or said or or maybe maybe that you've even heard about uh, that you have questions about or or maybe think could cause tr- trouble for you guys. So you talk about uh, Ibarra. I mean, sometimes that is that is more dangerous, especially I wanted to ask how Giovanni Dos Santos has been integrated and how he's acclimated to the team, because um, he has a, I, to me, he, he whenever he's on, he's great. Right. So like he can whenever he was with LA Galaxy, whenever he could distribute, whenever he could take control of that midfield. Uh, I think he made a lot of things happen. Are you guys seeing that from him in, in the way maybe he could feed Ibarra? Um, you know what? He's still. He's, I, I think, go, go I, ahead, Dylan. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I think I think Tim said it. I said it best. It's when when he does it. Yeah, we we got it the game prior before this the Luca game. He started the Luca and uh, it, it, just, it just seemed off rhythm. He seemed he wasn't was kind of lost a little bit. It was kind of confused what the system's going on. I mean, yeah, granted he's he's played four games and this past Sunday was his first game he started and we know for sure that he's gonna be coming off the bench. But I think uh, at the end of the day, people know what's expected of him too, especially with the club that he's playing with. And um, I think not, not a doubt, especially with right, you know, whenever he whenever he gets in his rhythm, whenever he gets there, you know, he can distribute, you know, he can dribble, he, you know, he can shoot too, even. But you know, it's just right now. It's I think his some of his. I think right now for me, it's kind of up in the air. I want to I want to give him a little bit more time to see what he can really do with this team. Yeah, he definitely hasn't acclimated uh, 100% yet. And I think one of the reasons you saw him struggle so much still in, in the game against Toluca is because uh, that partnership with Roger Martinez just wasn't really working. Roger was dropping it a bit too deep, and then he had to go fill in that space. And I don't think he felt too comfortable just, you know, being the number number nine in certain points of the match. I think that's why you saw him get so lost. And, you know, because of him being in that position, he wasn't able to kind of open up himself for the team. But, uh, yeah, Giovanni is another player that we have in mind. Uh, obviously, uh, he, he's going to be coming off the bench. Uh, I don't know if you heard already, Tim, but uh, our manager already spoke out and gave out his uh, starting 11, as he always tends to do a day before. We don't know why he does this, but he always, always, for some reason, will confirm the lineup a day before. Um, but Does he ever switch it up just to mess with people? You'd think so, but no. Huh, Dylan? No, he hasn't. 
<laughs> so that's uh, we're, we already have our, our starting eleven confirmed. Let me ask you in regards to what, what can we expect from Atlanta United, and it's not just only with a predicted lineup, but with how do you think this team's going to come out and play? I think we're. I honestly think we're going to come out almost like we have nothing to lose. I think with with the attacking flow that we've had the past couple of weeks and kind of the freedom that it seems like the front three between Joseph, uh, PD, and Barco, and then whoever's positioning themselves up the wings, whether that's Justin Miram or, or Gressel, whoever's bombing up at the time, they, they seem to be given a lot of freedom to attack. And they've just been playing really well off each other. I think you'll continue to see that with whoever we end up putting in. That's one thing it's, you know, I would love that sort of transparency from our manager coming into this game, but he's been very tight-lipped as to who he's going to who's gonna play. Um in terms, of, I think since it's a friendly, I think it's it's 23 man roster for this, right? Yeah. If the, if I'm not mistaken, so in you know the list that came out was pretty much every first team player that we've had this year. So it's <laughs> it's kind of up in the air, but I think you're gonna see. Um, I'd say you probably see half, maybe two thirds of our starters in the game. Um, the one that I would really worry about is Joseph Martinez, just because he played Sunday to play midweek. Um, coming off of an injury is the only thing that would worry me there. But everybody's fresh. Everybody's in game shape. Um, you know, we're, for the most part, we're pretty much missing one player right now, George Bello from, from injury. Uh, Tito Marti, or, uh, Tito, sorry, uh, Tito Vialba, um, most likely, I think, will get inserted into this lineup. I think that's one, one lineup change that you're going to see. And I think you're going to see his speed um, inject a little life into the team as well. Um, I, I think you probably see him substituting for Joseph. And then for the most part, I think our lineup's probably going to stay relatively the same. Um, I, I think there might be one or two guys that get a break. But it, it's really hard to predict, though, because, um, you know, there hasn't been a whole lot of lineup change. And, you know, we've played three. This will be the third game in, in seven days or in eight days, I guess. And in the two games prior, there really wasn't any change. Um, so I think, honestly, in, with as much passion as some of those guys like i was talking about pd martinez talking trash i think they're gonna want to play and they're gonna probably get their way onto the field interesting 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 dylan how do you how do you see uh cool america coming into this obviously um we have our confirmed lineup if you want to say it so that our listeners know exactly who's going to be lining up for club america but uh with with the lineup that you give uh how do you expect america to come out in this game uh, yeah, the lineup being uh, Oscar Jimenez, uh, Ball, Bruno, Vargas, Sanchez, Cordova, Guido, Renato, Roger, Ibarguen, and Henry. And you know, it's you know, it it kind of worries me a little bit up, up top uh, because he, Henry's really hasn't played much since preseason whenever he had his injury. And you know, he plays he plays a couple minutes the other day, and then now he's starting a game. You know, that, that kind of worries me a little bit of where his form is and. Um, what he's going to produce on the pitch for us against this side. But, you know, I think I think we're kind of like what we said he knows. It's just kind of one of those things where we're going to have to play on our wingers, see what they can do with the ball, especially with the wide win. Um, I know Christian praises him a lot with his dribbling abilities, you know, creating some chances and everything. Uh, Renato's going to have, have to have a big game too. Uh, the midfield is going to be very crucial um, for us. Uh, it's just It's just the fact of having to go and play the full 90 minutes and be really consistent with the, with our gameplay that way and you know uh, Tim speaking a little bit too about uh the wingers and then being pacing everything too and you know Paul and Sanchez are gonna have to have to have a big game I know you criticize Sanchez a lot and you know how me and Christian have been a little critical on 
fall to, and it's just going to be. It's just going to be very, very tough for them on, on those sides of the wings, especially since, since Iwaragwin doesn't really help out a lot defensively like Renato does. Yeah, I'm going to need him to drop a little bit more, especially when we, uh, we, we get caught on the break sometimes. Um, Tim, do you see Atlanta taking taking the game to, to, to Copa America right away from kickoff, or do you think that we're going to see both teams kind of show each other a little bit of respect and feel each other out? That, that's... I don't know. That's that's a tough question. I think that we have in the past couple of weeks. I th- I think this team has been very comfortable pushing. You, you know, we're a very possession based team, but at the same time, lately it's been possession with like uh, purpose, possession with purpose, where we're we're pushing forward a lot. And I think honestly, I think we are going to try and take the game to Club America at the beginning, try and cement our uh, our position on the field and and kind of put our. Um, our foot on the gas and control the the pace of the game. Um, whether or not that works out for us, I don't know. But I don't know how you guys are on the counter because I could see that hurting us at a certain point, uh, especially with the three back, uh, if we get caught out in, in that regard. I think that's what Yoko might be banking on, if, if I'm being quite honest. I think he's banking on you guys bringing the game to us and us trying to release and get you guys on the counter. Can you agree to that, Dylan, or do you see something else happening? No, I, I can see that too. Which I can see that happening. I, I, to be honest, I, that's not the way I would you know approach this game, um, because you're no. you're, you're so susceptible to getting scored on because this team is so stacked and so so fast. And that center back partnership between Bruno and, and Vargas does not bring me a lot of confidence. So I would uh, I would like to see America hold the ball. I would like America to play the simple game, get them get the ball rolling, get the ball moving. Um, keep possession and try to you know frustrate Atlanta at, at home, but we'll we'll have to wait and see what uh, what the team goes out and does. So uh, should be an interesting game overall. So uh, now comes the fun part, Tim. Uh, what's your prediction for uh, for the game? <laughs> I think it's going to be kind of high scoring um, because because of that. If if Club America does come out on the counterattack and we're overextending ourselves. I can see up. I mean, we, we gave up a lazy goal at the end of the NYCFC game, kind of just like a lack of focus goal. Um, and I can, man, it's tough because I don't want to sound like a homer, but we have home field advantage. We're playing really well right now. Um, but part of me just, I'm so snake bitten by CONCACAF Champions League that I, I just feel. I, I don't have a great feeling about tomorrow. I think it'll probably be like a 3-2 or 2-1 uh, for Club America. All right, interesting, interesting. Dylan, your uh, prediction for tomorrow? I'll go 2-1 America. 2-1 America. All right, I am going to go... Um, I'll go 1-0 America. I'm going to be conservative. I'm going to say it's going to be an entertaining game, but I, I just see us being very inconsistent in front of goal, and uh, I, I just... Maybe we get one in in just a weird way like we did against Toluca. But um, I guess I'm putting a lot of faith in that center back partnership if I'm saying there's going to be a shutout, huh? Uh, yeah. <laughs> but we'll see. That's just a prediction. Obviously, at the end of the day, let's, let's, let's hope Club America is able to lift it. Obviously, a lot on the line. Uh, pride, um, bragging rights. Like you said, Dylan, I think um, a lot of people will criticize Club America if they don't come out with a victory, um, regardless whether it's a, considered a uh, kind of a, you know, friendly of a competition. I think at the end of the day, like you uh-huh. said, Club America being El Mas Grande, yeah, you know, the it, it's it's always going to be there, the pressure to, to walk away with a trophy, whether it's, uh, whether it's a made-up one or not. I think, you, you, you know, you have to go by the club history and everything 
try to come away with it. And, uh, you know, Tim, if, if you guys do not end up winning this game, what do you think? Do you, will there be any backlash on the, on, on the coaching staff or on the team at all? Or do you guys can just, you know, write this off and go back and focus on, on, on your guys' MLS season? Yeah. I think the, the only way that there's going to be any backlash is if we don't win. If he plays every starter, we don't win. And, you know, maybe injuries happen as a result of this game. But otherwise, I think it's it's safe. I, I think because of the fact that we've been playing so well lately, I think that the team has an identity. And a loss to a powerhouse team from Liga Mekis is not necessarily the worst thing in the world to happen. So uh, I think we'll be all right going into it. I, I'm just praying no no injuries for either team, especially in the middle of both seasons right now. Oh no, yes, please. <laughs> I, I think we've had we've had <laughs> enough of injuries already. Um, yes, the, both, both likewise. Teams. Yeah. So likewise, hopefully it's uh, it goes well for you guys in that department as well. All right, Tim. Uh, one last question before we sign off here. Atmosphere-wise, what can we expect at the uh, at the Mercedes-Benz? Is uh, can we expect a packed house? Uh, do you guys expect there to be more Atlanta fans than a Club America fans, or what's it looking like over there? Okay, so the last question that I don't know. Like I was saying, I, I've seen the stadium packed out with with Club America fans before, um, and then with a lot of the Atlanta United contingent, the the fans. I don't know if they're going, especially midweek a non-season game. I don't know how many of them are going to be crazy enough to go to, or, you know, to, to want to go, um, show out our supporter section is probably going to be loud. It's going to be ruckus. It's going to be, uh, very packed. I saw that we've already, you know, the 35,000 tickets have, have already been sold. I think probably more than that. They're not opening up the top level, which I think is a, as a mistake, but apparently because this, this game's run by MLS, they're organizing it. They don't, Atlanta United doesn't have a say in whether or not they open up that top stand, which I, I find interesting. But I think, I honestly think it might be a 50 uh, 50. But I don't know. I'm interested to find out. I'll be there. Uh, so I can always, uh, you know, I can shoot you guys some pictures or something or some video on, on Twitter and let you know how it goes. But it's, um, yeah, I, I'm interested to see what that clash is going to be like. Definitely. Exciting, exciting things. Hopefully, a very exciting game. Atlanta United versus Club America. Dylan. Uh, feeling good about this one? Um, kind of a little bit, yeah. Just, you know, the way the team played uh, against Cholos towards the end is the way I want them to keep playing, but we didn't really get that against Luca. But, you know, a lot of work still needs to be done for this side. But, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens when they come out. Most definitely, most definitely. All right, you guys can catch that game live on Do the NA at uh, 5 p.m. Pacific time, 7 Central, 8 Eastern. Uh, and for those of you who are going to be down there, hopefully you guys enjoy the atmosphere and the arena. Alrighty, Tim, where uh, where can they find your guys' podcast and yourself on Twitter if uh, if people are interested in hearing about Atlanta United? Sure. Yeah, if you guys go to iTunes, Stitcher, you know, Podcast Addict, whatever podcatcher you guys use, type in Atlanta United. We're usually right around the top. The little mom screaming, home before dark. Uh, you'll see it there, the Atlanta United Weekly show and then i don't have a personal twitter but you can follow the show uh at home b and the number four dark uh find us there chat with us and uh yeah i really appreciate you guys having me on oh thank you so much for coming on and uh, go follow them great great stuff in regards to atlanta united Alrighty then well we'll see you guys very soon thank you guys for joining us on these uh eoi podcast campiones cup edition gentlemen thank you again so much uh dylan as always it's been a pleasure no problem, man. Thanks for having me. Alrighty then. Alrighty. Until next time, guys. We'll be talking to you guys very, very soon. And as always, 
arriba la América.